Today on Ruta Daily, we talk about when it is time to judge. Welcome to Ruta Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about when it's time for Christians to judge. A month or so back, we did an episode called 11 Ways to Stop Judging, where we started to look at what the Bible calls judgment. And quite clearly, judgment with the purpose of condemnation is sinful. It it usurps a role that is reserved for God, and it's often done out of hate and resentment. And those kind of hateful and cruel words of the people who are claiming the mercy of Christ are what leads so many people to never accept the good news. We delude ourselves if we ever think that God accepts our self-righteousness as anything other than sin. That judgment has no place in the kingdom of God. Now, as we said in that episode, Jesus asked how we could dare judge others who are only in the same position we once were in. We were once there, and Christ condemns self-righteousness. But notice, he doesn't encourage the other worldview of our culture promotes, to simply ignore the actions of others, to live and let live. Instead, what does he say? In Matthew chapter 7, verse 5, you hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And what does that mean? It means look in the mirror, realize who you are. We have all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God, according to Romans 3.23. So give up your aspirations of self-righteousness. But also, don't ignore sin. Jesus would tell us to accept the grace of God, which saves and then help others too. Christ didn't come to condemn, but to save. And we do that by speaking the truth in love and showing the danger of sin and knowing that we needed God's grace as much, if not more, than anyone we are tempted to judge. If our judgment is made out of self-righteousness, it's full of hypocrisy. Christ called the Pharisees hypocrites. Only God is able to judge in that way because only God is truly righteous. And that's why Jesus told us in John 7, 24, judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment in the King James Version. The Pharisees that, that Jesus was talking to in Matthew 7, they're pretty good at judging based on appearance, but they apparently had never turned the mirror on their own souls. They judged out of a sense of self-righteousness, and that sin made them hypocrites before God. The difference is all about who is in control. The Pharisees wanted themselves to be the authority over everyone else. But Christ said, the only authority that matters is the Father. The solution, though, was never to ignore sin. Jesus told them that they have to take the plank out of their own eye, sure, referring to their lack of humility, but then they're to assist the brother with his speck. It's like an airplane when the the oxygen masks come down. Yes, you put yours on first, but then you help the child next to you. There is a time to use righteous judgment, to discern God's will and to share it. That's what people like John the Baptist, the apostles did. They begged people to repent. They may have been judgmental by the world standards, but if the devil had his way in the world, it would be illegal to ever say anything was wrong, anything was sinful. Satan would love a world where people turned a blind eye to sin. It's not, as some proclaim, unchristlike to warn our friends and family when they're walking away from the narrow path. That is exactly what Christ did. It's like watching someone run straight for a cliff. 
If you really care about that person, do you just sit back and bite your tongue? Do you say, well, I wouldn't do it, but it's not my job to judge? Do you say, well, I know it's wrong for me, but they should be allowed to decide what's right for them? No, you stop them. You shout, stop, you're headed for a cliff, watch out. You know, can you even imagine watching your friend heading into obvious danger and just sitting by, not saying something to warn them? What kind of friend would you be? We must, as Christians, speak the truth in love. That's not the same as the self-righteous judgment that the Pharisees were guilty of. It's a lifeboat that we send out to our friends with a note that says, we were once sinking too, but now we have hope. The way we recognize the dividing line between self-righteous condemning judgment and this warning judgment that we're called to is our motivation. And Jesus says to walk with him, our motives must always be rooted in love. All of the law, all of the prophets can be summed up with two great commands, love God and love others. Love is the key. Love is the first step to stop judging others. 1 Peter 4.8 tells us that it's love that covers over a multitude of sins. That's what Christ did for us. Paul said that he was the worst of sinners, and yet he fully recognized the love that Christ showed him. Christ can take the lowliest among us and put us in the places of honor in his kingdom. And when we can love others, we can adopt the mindset of Christ, not by seeking to condemn others, but by showing them the saving gospel. And that saving gospel requires obedience to God. We cannot share the truth and love and leave that out. A gospel that doesn't call us to repentance, to obedience, is not the gospel of Christ. Love calls us to help each other. Not from a standpoint of I'm more righteous than you, but from a point where we both don't measure up to the glory of God. And I need your help while I remove my plank and I'll help you with your spec. If you would stop your friend from running off a cliff, why wouldn't you stop them from destroying their lives in other ways? Would you just sit by and watch your friend make a mess of things, saying, it's not my job to judge, or I don't want to interfere? Or would you stop your friend from making a horrible mistake that they are going to regret later? What would be the loving thing to do? And this isn't just with people that we have close, intimate relationships with. The Bible shows us how everyone is our neighbor, and we are to love our neighbor. We have an obligation to our neighbor, too. Let's flip the script. When we sin, our Christian brothers and sisters, they have an obligation to judge us, too. We should want that. That is the mechanism that God put in place so that we could be strengthened. It goes both ways. If they love us, they will address our faults. They won't sweep them under a rug and hope they go away. They have no authority to condemn us, but they must, out of love, call us to repent. That kind of warning judgment is an expression of God's kindness, according to Romans 2.4, and we shouldn't take offense. That is the structure God built in order to help us in this perilous world. If our sin is so serious that the church determines that we must be disciplined according to what's written in Matthew 18, we should still know it's not supposed to be out of hate. At least it shouldn't be. 1 Corinthians 5, 4, and 5 make it very clear that Christians, when they judge, when they do this discipline, they do so for the purpose of redemption, not damnation. Christian judgment cannot be based in hate but in love. 
Self-righteous condemnation like that of the Pharisees, that's blatant sin. It, it mocks the mercy and the justice of God. And as Jesus said, without mincing words, don't judge or you will be judged. Do not condemn or you will be condemned. There is a time to judge though. We are called to judge with righteous judgment, to speak the truth in love. Don't let your neighbor run off a cliff. Pull them back and show them the love that Christ shows you. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.